Hello, thank you again for joining us. It is uh, Neighbors in Need. I am Sandy Waters. And in the studio with me today is Jennifer Farringer from the NCADD. Thank you for being in today. Pleasure is always, Sandy. Two weeks in a row, Jennifer. I know. You are uh, just a wealth of information. And man, we need you. Today is a very important interview. Not that they aren't always, but today specifically, because there's so much confusion around e-cigarettes and vaping. Yes. First, are that, is that the same thing? E-cigs, vaping, the other term you might hear is ENDS, electronic nicotine delivery systems. Okay. So, but mostly e-cigs, vaping, one in the same. Okay. It's all the same thing. Uh, okay. The same. And then jewels is a word that I hear. Jules is the newest kid on the block. So it's the real high tech version of e-cigs. It's ultra uh, potent and it comes in the form of a, uh, it, it looks like a USB drive. So it can be easily concealed if, if a youth were carrying a jewel. It would look like any other USB or flash drive. Oh, see, that's scary. It is. It is. This whole topic is scary because you never want to think your kid is participating in this. Right. And even if you tell them, okay, now be careful of the vaping, of course, they're going to tell you, no, oh, it's fine. It's mm-hmm. fine. And then you wonder, wait a minute, is it really fine? Do you really understand the dangers of this? Yeah. So we're here to educate everybody on what are the dangers? How can we talk to our kids and make sure that they're not experimenting with this? Yes. Yes. Um, so let's start. What are the dangers? Yeah. Is it safe? Because a lot of parents even I've heard think it's safe. Right. Because it's the way it's, the way it's being promoted, especially e-cigs and all its variations. It's being promoted. Hey, you want to stop smoking? Try e-cigs. And in terms of adult research on perhaps helping someone cut down, there might be some merit in that. But with kids, it's having the reverse effect. It's, it's, the e-cigs are being designed and engineered in such a way that they're very high-techy. They're very colorful. They come in a variety of shapes, sizes. They come with any number of flavors fruit, cotton candy, all, I mean, the, the sky's the limit with flavors. I mean, they are now, completely now what marketing adult, to children. Yeah, what, what adult wants to think, yeah, I'm going to get an e-cig that's flavored like popcorn. Yeah. Seriously. So it's definitely got a youth-focused marketing, despite what the makers are saying. So the makers will say, oh, it's absolutely safe, and it's helping to people quit smoking, when in fact with youth, easily 20%, it's their first, their first entree into the world of smoking. They start with e-cigs, and then they might go to combustible or cigarette smoking, but it's certainly not a starter stop product for kids. And nor, even for adults, it's not a safe NRT, nicotine replacement therapy. There's a number of FDA-approved things that you can use if you want to stop smoking, and this has not been approved by FDA as a nicotine replacement therapy. And you think, what are those? Things like... Uh, there's some several medications, but there's also lozenges, patches. There's a number of things yeah. that are effective. So this started off as, I mean, it looked like the sh- in the shape of a cigarette. And yes. it was marketed towards adults. Okay, yes. you want to quit smoking. So this has evolved into what we're talking about today. It has. It has. So it started off literally looking and mirroring the, the look and the shape of a cigarette. And the intensity of the nicotine involved, you typically bought... Um, you went to the vape shop and you bought liquid nicotine and the liquid nicotine concentration could be anywhere from zero. And they actually had zero, but not too many people would buy that zero all the way up to 30, 35. The jewel, the newest kid on the block ramps it up even further. 
So again, they started off looking like a cigarette, but they quickly went to these very large formats. Uh, Snoop Dogg was one of the ones that promoted this huge one that's about nine inches long. I mean, that's a major, and that's when you started to hear words like vaping. This doesn't even look like a cigarette. This is more like a vaporizer. And the area where you could put in the liquid, of course, increased in size. And also the vaporizers, as well as the e-cigs, because they're one and the same, when you think of that cartridge where you add your liquid whatever, I mean, that's the other issue. Not only could it be a variety length of, of concentration of nicotine, it could be hash oil, it could be synthetic cannabinoid, it could be whatever, and you don't really know what someone is inhaling through their device. Okay. How are these kids getting this? The vape shops or online. So you don't vape, have to have a you don't have to be a certain age. Oh. It's eighteen. But, okay. But you know, and in some cases actually uh, there were a few schools when we first started seeing this pop up in Monroe County schools, and this is an issue. We're up to about thirty percent usage among teens, which is way over what the usage of of smokable cigarettes were back in the days. Oh, really? Yeah. And that's 30% admitting to? Admitting to sometime use. 20% admit to use in the last 30 days. And this number is only climbing with the introduction of jewels. So early on, and I hope this isn't still happening, but uh, beware parents, they were actually buying the e-cig kits, $125, $150 kits for their kids, and with their kids saying, well, I'm, I'm using this to stop smoking. And they were upset if the school took a a strict policy and confiscated the product, which some of the schools, uh, bravo to them, early on had clear policies added to their drug and alcohol policies that this jeopardized the safety of the school environment. Mm -hmm. Um, Not all schools take that stance, but I'd really encourage schools to think about that and look. And certainly with the advent now of Jules, the very, very potent e-cig vape, it's taken it to a whole new level to the point that jewels have taken over the marketplace. They're up to, I think, 60 or 70% of the market share of e-cigs. So this is, this is flying. And not only for, for youth, high school, it's moving into young adults and early college age to the point that you see blogs, jeweling blogs. It's become a verb. You know, I'm jeweling. And when something becomes a verb, you know, it's really starting to become ingrained in the culture. So kids really don't realize it's it's dangerous. No. What do you no. put in jewels? Anything as well? Like you um, just said? that comes preloaded, but it's oh. so you buy so you buy the uh, cartridge and you buy the little preloaded uh, cartridge that pops into the jewel. They can be tampered with, but it does come with a preloaded uh, cartridge. But they're much more intense than the original e-cig in terms of concentration of nicotine. Of nicotine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, what what else can happen? What other side effects yeah. are Well, there? the other issue, we're starting to read about them now, is some really horrific explosion, burn kinds of things. There was recently, and this usually comes from the case of someone trying to juice up their their device and, 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 and uh, juice up the battery or... or altered in some way. There's been burns, there's been explosions. Um, recently, there was an explosion that was so severe that the device blew up in the pers- the user's mouth and the, it went right through their, <gasps> their brain. You know, Does that happen all the time? Obviously not, but do you want to be the one that that happens to? Yeah. And it's been typically by trying to adjust or 
maneuver the intensity of the device that you're using. Jeez. Now, what is popcorn lung? I've heard popcorn that. Popcorn lung, yeah. that's So there's a m- multiple number of products that are in um, e-cigs, and one of them is, is uh, diethylglycol or diacetyl. And it's something that produces these little pockets in the lungs, and they call it popcorn lung just because that's what it looks like. Mm. But basically what it's done to your lung, the lung is, a, is intended to be a, a membrane which allows oxygen to pass freely in both directions. When you get scarred lung tissue or popcorn lung, you lose the flexibility and the permeability of the lung. So basically you're not breathing as well with popcorn lung as you are um, without it. So it's impacting on a long-term basis the health of, of one's lung. Is this as addicting as if you were a smoker? Absolutely. Absolutely. And then more so with kids because, I mean, you've told us in the past, they're, the way their brain hasn't fully developed yet. Right, right. They're more susceptible to they these are. addictions. They are. Because if they're attracted to, now it's, now it's not only the, so nic- nicotine is nicotine. You're addicted to nicotine, whether you're smoking a regular cigarette or you're, whether you're using one of these products. The only thing that changes with one of these products is the concentration and intensity of the nicotine. So it stands to reason that the higher intensity, more likelihood that you'll become addicted. But I think with kids, you become addicted as well to the product. So you've got a couple things going. One, uh, a, a youth's brain isn't fully developed even until they're 24, 25. So that whole decision-making realm is is mm-hmm. kind of impacted. But if they start using earlier, the likelihood that they'll uh, either continue to use or start smoking or move on to other drugs of abuse is is increased. And we're seeing more and more of that now. I was going to ask you that. Does it lead into something more could dangerous? Could very well. Could very well do that. Yeah. Not to say that in itself it isn't dangerous, especially if one mm-hmm. is spending with the jeweling. You, you hear these blogs where kids are talking and young people are talking about spending literally all their time jeweling. You know, so they're obviously going to have a very big issue around being addicted to nicotine, which is a really tough thing to come off of. And it's not illegal. It's not illegal. So even if people are blogging about it and Snapchatting and Instagram, yeah. there's yeah. no real repercussions or the, way to stop only, it. The only recent repercussion, as of May 1st, FDA was going after several makers to stop marketing to kids. Um but we'll see where that goes, you know. Uh, I hear some, yeah. <laughs> some skepticism in your voice. <laughs> Only because FDA was asked to stake, to go front and center and push back on this a number of years ago. And that date of of providing some guidance and guidelines and restriction keeps getting pushed out further and further and further. So there's my skepticism. <laughs> Why can't there be something done more swiftly. Like we know know that there's a drug problem and this is all right. Right. And that's why I'd encourage parents to really become aware. We had in our spring newsletter, uh, an article about this. We've got some resources that we'll be posting on our website, parents, toolkits, one pagers, what parents need to know. How do you talk to your kids? So be informed as a parent, talk to your kid, be aware that this isn't a harmless preoccupation it could lead to something else, but in itself, it's it's risky in itself as well. Yeah. And then okay. as a community, uh, especially as a school community, it's really important to look at the policies you have and how are you responding as a school? Are you just accepting this, turning a blind eye, or have you added 
this to your drug and alcohol policy. I was just going to say, are there more and more districts that there are? are? Absolutely. Absolutely. And actually educating in classrooms? Talking about it in classrooms, talking about it in coalitions, educating. Some of the coalitions are coming front and center, the school community partnerships. So, yeah, there's more and more information. Gosh, so, it's so scary nowadays it, to it be is. a kid. So much. I'm trying to think. There was always that group of kids that you thought to be the kids who, you know, experimented. Mm-hmm. But now it feels like it's everywhere. It, it the is. good kids, even the yeah. good kids with yeah. good parents and good families. Right, right. So it's not about that. It really no. never has been. And it really has never been a city problem. I mean, it's 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 yeah. literally ever, any. it can impact anyone. So bottom line is be very aware. Be aware of changes, changes in friends, changes in grades, changes in peers, changes in things they like to do. And and uh, be informed and have that conversation. Is there anything in their bedroom that will show signs that they're doing this? Finding some of the paraphernalia. I mean, this is although this is a little bit tough if they are yeah. using jewels. Although it's interesting, I was the um, the New Yorker did a huge article on jewels and jeweling and how high techy it's becoming in the market share. So uh, take a look at that article. But it talks about how youth can customize now their jewel and buy little wraps for it and oh, you know, make it individual. So again, you know, when you start to do those kinds of things, so you're building an industry around an industry, it's becoming more and more ingrained. Um, so if you find one of these um, USB drives that really isn't, and it's all decorated up, I start to think, you know, what is this? Is this a jewel? Or do you find some of the products that look more like a cigarette there's some of the products that look more like a vape. They come in all shapes and sizes. So I'd be looking at something that is unusual in a child's room. Okay. But their behavior really doesn't change, does it? It could if that becomes their focus. So okay. the, fo- the kids that are jeweling and, and using it all the time, I, I think their behavior will change because okay. what they're doing, when they're doing, and how much they're doing, it starts to dictate everything else for them. Okay. Okay. Because I'm trying to think, compare it to, you know, um, opioid addiction and there's more, there would be more signs signs around that, right? Probably. Yeah. I think you could more clearly, I mean, this is a, this is a, an upper stimulant. So you might see those kinds of things where someone is taking way too much stimulant. Okay. Um, it's very addictive. So when someone has a drive to, you know, okay. Like I've got a, just like if someone was trying to quit smoking and you think okay. urgently someone looks for the next cigarette and think about this in terms of jewel if somebody is jeweling or using a very high intensity e-cig or vape you know that that focus and that connection with their drug okay. of choice in this case okay you got to really keep your eye out you do okay thank you so much for you're helping us out welcome. today you're very welcome my pleasure and then the website again to find out more information about this and then everything else as well that um, we should be aware of ncadd-ra.org